My name is Peter Elias. I'm a professor in the Institute for Employment Research here at the University of Warwick. Some of the work that we do in the Institute isn't directly concerned with research on employment and the labour market and has much wider context. For the past seven years, we've been assisting the research councils in the UK with the development of research infrastructure in the social sciences. Let me explain what research infrastructure is. We're talking about the generic name that we give to facilities that scientists need in order to conduct their scientific investigation. In the physical sciences, this manifests itself as equipment such as laboratories, radio telescopes, research ships, linear colliders, etc. In the social sciences, our infrastructure consists much more of large-scale databases such as those that contain information from surveys or from censuses, and of course um, data storage facilities, data archives, data preservation. Now in the UK we've been um, developing such resources since the middle of the last century. The birth cohorts are very good examples of ways in which we've um, become world leaders in terms of the information that we have on people at all stages of their lives, following them from birth right the way through uh, the latest uh, survey, right the way through to age 65. And of course this work is continuing. And the Data Archive at the University of Essex is a world-leading facility in terms of the access and uh, the storage facilities that it has for all kinds of social science data. But over the past 10 years, we've been making a much bigger effort to consolidate and integrate and extend these resources. The Economic and Social Research Council, with which we've been working very closely, it gained access to uh, government funds known as the Large Facilities Capital Fund in 2004. And this was the first time that social scientists had had access to, to bid for those funds. And we assisted the Economic and Social Research Council to make three bids, all of which have been successful. The first bid we made was uh, to develop and enhance the British Household Panel Study, BHPS, and this has now been uh, extended, expanded and renamed as Understanding Society. And it covers 40,000 households across the United Kingdom and they'll be followed every year for many years, making this the biggest panel study in the world. The second bid we made was to develop what we call a secure data service. This is a very important facility. Um, the work has now been conducted and completed and the service is operational within the data archive at the University of Essex. But the secure data service works in a very different way. Instead of ordering data and receiving it on a CD-ROM or by download, the data stays in its secure environment and the researchers log on to these data remotely, having passed all the security clearance procedures and be given various passwords to enable them to do this. This means that instead of having to go to a remote area or to travel down to the Office for National Statistics in Newport or Southampton or to London, uh, that researchers can stay at their desk working on these very sensitive data, of course, which are very important nowadays for all kinds of research that we do uh, at a detailed level. The third and possibly the most important bid that we made to the Large Facilities Capital Fund was a bid which has taken about seven years to come to fruition, and it's the bid to create the 2012 birth cohort. 
And this is the latest birth cohort in the series that we have in the UK, starting with the 1946 cohort, 58, 1970, various cohorts in the 1990s, and of course the Millennium cohort. The 2012 cohort, yet to start, but now of course it's all planned and underway, will cover 90,000 babies uh, who will be recruited into the study pre-birth, that is when their mothers are pregnant, uh, in the third month of pregnancy they'll be invited to participate in the study. 90,000 of them um, born in a number of hospitals across the United Kingdom will be followed uh, every few years initially. Uh, and then, of course, on a more regular basis after that. And this will be supplemented by 20,000 other births, which will replicate the previous studies. So 110,000 babies are going to be tracked and monitored throughout their lives. Uh, and this is going to be uh, yet another huge resource for uh, social and biomedical sciences. Now, it's, it's also been apparent that cooperation with the biomedical sciences has become increasingly important for social scientists. And a lot of the work we do is to extend and open up the barriers to research across that disciplinary divide. We've now started to work with government departments to open up access to routinely collected administrative data that they hold, for example, Department for Work and Pensions, Department for Education, Ministry of Justice. All of these departments hold large data sets, personal information, making these data available for research and making them linkable to other data sets has been problematic over the past few years and a new task force is being set up to examine the problems in this area. And we're working closely with a variety of groups to enhance what we call the open science agenda to make research more transparent. Working with the Royal Society, an expert group due to report shortly on uh, science as a, a public enterprise. Working with the OECD to make data available at the international level and then working with other organisations, World Health Organisation, Medical Research Council and others, again at the international level, to increase access to public health data. What does all this mean for research at Warwick, researchers in the Institute for Employment Research? It means that we'll have a spectacular range of research resources available to us over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and on. And I think it's very important that we recognise that uh, together with the work that's going to be conducted in the doctoral training centres, that we make it better known that these resources are available, that we promote them, and that Warwick, because of its position in helping to develop these resources should, I believe, take advantage of the head start that we have in terms of our knowledge to these data. Of course, it's not just across the country and across the world that we've been developing data resources. We have, of course, been developing these resources within the Institute for Employment Research. And with a colleague of mine, Kate Purcell, we've been working to develop a major research resource called FutureTrack tracking a large number of graduates, applicants to higher education in 2006. Uh, this, again, is a major research resource which will become available over the next year or two. With all these resources available, I think the future for research at Warwick, research within the Institute for Employment Research, is looking very bright indeed. And I look forward very much to researchers working with these new resources. Thank you.